dowry for example a man supposed to give almost 12 cows to the wife's family if the wife dies and the man had not given out the dowry officially this woman would not be buried in her husband's place her family will have to take her body and go bury it at her ancestral home so the man has to give out the dowry So Mariana thank you so much for joining on this episode and your multifaceted creative you do so many things and so I'd love to really know yeah. start from there I know you're into fashion and that's something we're going to talk about mm-hmm. where does that yeah. interest in fashion fit into everything you do more broadly So for me I feel that fashion basically is an expression of who you are and what you wear is always the first impression that's what people always see before they even talk to you so how you present yourself it's your packaging so depending on the event depending on any occasion how do you package yourself so that's mainly my main interest in fashion and and styling oh fashion is your packaging that's really memorable yeah yeah did you hear that from someone or you you came up with that No, I came up with oh, that. Wow, nice. It just came out right now. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to tell people about that one. I'll make sure I credit you for that. <laughs> really cool. <laughs> so Yeah. So you, you've worked as a model, you've worked as a graphic designer. How has that journey mm-hmm. been into where you are right now in your career? So before I started out my modeling career I had actually began my graphic design journey. So basically my graphic design interest began after high school when I was taken to a school to study how to use the computer packages but I felt no this is too basic why don't I try something more interesting. So I went and enrolled for graphic design and I found graphic design really interesting because as a creative you get to express a lot of what you feel through art so basically graphic design is art and even before i enrolled to the graphic design course i was also just designing by hand drawing painting but my interest grew into why don't i try something more digital so basically design for me is an expression of who you are as an artist so in the year 2020 during covid that's when i realized why don't i try out modeling because i had so much interest in fashion and styling and i enjoyed dressing up just posing and watching the models do their thing on the internet so i decided let me try it out because also i was also getting from friends and family asking me why don't you try out modeling and i used to have this perspective you have to be really tall and slender to be a model but i realized no you don't have to be that even to the designer it's just a matter of presenting you your personality of who you are so basically for me i felt that modeling is just a personality so that's why i decided let me try out modeling so that's in the year 2020 and Yeah, till now I'm still in the journey of modeling so as a fashion and commercial model. Yeah, and being a graphic designer and a model they really working hand in hand for me because I I get to explore a lot 
from the graphic designing beat and my modeling career so when it comes to my photography sometimes i don't even need the photographers to edit my photos i do my own photos i edit them myself if i need to add any graphics on it i do it myself that's really cool that's very useful yeah so really when and how did your perspective shift in terms of that models don't all have to look the same Okay, so in 2020, when I started out my modeling journey, I decided let me enroll to a modeling school. So I enrolled to Black Dust Modeling Academy. So that's when I met Ingrid Awar. Ingrid Awar is the founder of Black Dust Academy and the Nilotica fashion brand. So she was my trainer. After we did our catwalk and all that, we sat down and she said, you don't really have to be tall and slender. You don't really have to have that bone structure, that distinct bone structure for you to be a model. You just have to bring yourself. You need to to be very confident about yourself and what you are actually bringing for the client or the designer or anyone who wants to work with you. It's not necessarily you be to have that about your body or how you look it's about your personality so basically for me modeling is just personality how does that personality then come out in the shoots and through the clothes that you're portraying mm-hmm. so how my personality comes out in the shoots and in all the gigs that i do is basically my confidence just being me putting myself out there I don't really need someone else to ride on so that I can be able to do my shoots or or to be able to present myself or represent a brand. So that's fashion for me. How I package myself? How am I packaging myself? Because different clients have different perspectives. So you just have to be yourself when you are going to maybe audition or you're going for the shoots. You just have to bring yourself, package yourself as a model, package yourself with discipline, packaging yourself with your confidence. Yeah, that's all that speaks. So now going back and touching maybe on some of your other interests, did you see yourself in the past becoming a model? Is it something that you thought would happen or did you have other areas that you wanted to go into? Actually, I never had interest of becoming a model. I actually had an interest of becoming a fashion designer. Okay, so that's close then. So the fashion industry, as with every industry, needs lots of different people to contribute to its ecosystem, right? So at least you get to work within design and within fashion. Yeah. And you've mentioned as well that you're a writer. And what do you write about? I'm more of an existentialist, very philosophical. I am into self-care and self-actualization, psychology, So that's my main focus, focusing on just self-development as a human being, seeing yourself as the highest self. And I guess that fits in as well with your psychology and peace studies. This is actually an interesting story. So I actually applied for design school. I applied to design school, the University of Nairobi, but I didn't meet their criteria because I told them if my grades don't qualify me to do graphic design at a bachelor's level, why don't I go for a diploma? They declined that. So I decided, okay, let me go to the School of Arts, the main campus in the CBD. So I went and enrolled for the Bachelor of Arts. Then 
interesting enough you know when you you enroll you have to take up three departments i took up three departments so from the three departments what really interested me the most was psychology it stood out for me so i decided okay when i get to third year when you are doing our major i'll go for psychology i found psychology really interesting but along the way peace studies was becoming interesting because of the history learning about the world history understanding how the entire geopolitical system of the world works so i decided okay let me just do a double major psychology and peace studies so that's how i landed doing the two courses okay so you managed to look at the micro and the macro from a big perspective on the planet and then looking yeah. at people as well and what what did you learn so in psychology basically the most interesting thing is the human behavior how the human mind and the brain works it was really interesting and my favorite unit was addictive disorder and family psychology so it was, those are for the psychology bits those were interesting for me and for the peace studies the most interesting was global issues and world problems we come from very dysfunctional families Our families are so dysfunctional and it's just a matter of you yourself deciding I'm going to break this. This is how I'm going to shift my mindset so that I don't get end up getting affected by my mommy issues and daddy issues and my sibling issues and also maybe the traumas that someone might have possibly had growing up. It really shifted my mindset and at some point I'm always like I'm not surprised when someone behaves a certain way and for the peace studies the armed conflict peace studies how I really related to that is how the world really operates it's not just about you and your country no you have to understand how the world operates it's not just about Kenya it's not just about whatever country you're from you have to have a really wider perspective and it's just given me that interest to at some point in my life visit other countries and understand their geopolitical systems and history their economical backgrounds so to also add on to that i was able to grow my empathy levels just putting myself in someone else's shoes let's start with the empathy part how do you go about putting yourself in oh. someone else's shoes empathy is one of the most vital human skill because most of the time you don't know what someone is going through you don't know where someone comes from like uh, for example right now you might not know what kind of question that might trigger me but how you are phrasing your questions i'm going to react and you'll just notice no this she's not comfortable with that what if someone asked me that kind of question you try to put myself in that shoe so basically by me putting myself in someone else's shoes means i can be able to relate with other people on different levels not only my family or my friends or anyone whom I'm close to even someone that i don't know i can be able to relate to them on different levels even at a personal levels how do i end up making new friends how do i end up getting a gig how do i end up signing that contract or how do i end up gaining that other person's trust i have to be empathetic towards this person i have to understand that not everyone has the same experience as me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. nice thank you thanks for sharing that you also 
told me before that you're a trained chef. Please enlighten me. Yeah. So on the trained chef bit, actually, I got trained. I went for the training in the year 2020. I was just at home. Actually, at that time, I just go back a bit how I ended up taking up the course. So I was working with IBM and Accelerate Leads as a student intern. During that time, we were just put in kind of a work environment we were actually almost 15 students. We went through a hackathon and all that. Then the team that was in one, then we were taken up by IBM. We were working from IBM offices. So we were basically designing a website for Great Places to School. Great Places to School is a competition for schools. The schools kind of compete in different aspects from STEM to STEAM and other extracurricular activities. So we were designing the website and the app. When COVID came, our project went out. So it died. And one thing about me, I am this type of person who really can't stay idle. I'm a very hands-on person. So there's an organization called LVCT Dreams. I was one of their AGYWs. So I went there and I told them, um, guys, I would love to volunteer for you people at this time because I have nothing to do. I just need to do something. So they went into the system. They found my name and told me, yeah, there's something you're supposed to do. After you're supposed to do this course, after doing this course, then we can be able to allow you to volunteer for us. So I ended up enrolling for um, hot kitchen and cake baking classes. Actually, the course took eight weeks. Then that's how I got my certificate in being a trained chef. Well, it sounds like you're taking up opportunities to learn new skills, and that's always great. So you mentioned <laughs> great places to school. You took part in a website hackathon with IBM, yeah. and then you ended up going to do chef training. How did that all fit together? The IBM and Accelerate program ended. So after it ended, that's when I took up the course because I had nothing I was doing and I wasn't doing anything. And I just feel I had to be doing something. I'm a very hands-on person. So that's why I ended up with the hot kitchen and cake baking classes. And so from all these skills that you've gathered, have you come across a situation where you may have picked up a skill somewhere and not realized that it's going to come in useful in this new situation that you've just been dropped into? Yeah, yeah, especially the graphic design. That skill has really come a long way for me from the um, IBM team. Then at some point, I wasn't doing my graphic design work. After I left LVCT Health, I joined USESCO Africa as a volunteer as the um, programs manager. We needed to do lots of advertisement and create event banners, create event tickets for the events. We used to have so many events with UCESCO Africa. So that's when actually my graphic design skills came in handy. So I was just, you know, you're you are the graphic designer in this office, kindly create for us a poster. You're the graphic designer in this office, kindly. Do you mind creating for us the event tickets? So it's really worked so handy for me in that area at UCESCO Africa. And also even with Ashoka East Africa, when you are creative, your creativity will always follow you on your back. It's, it's always on your shoulder. It never leaves you. 
you just have to be open enough to explore that area in you. For sure. Yeah. And it's great that we can do that. We can be multifaceted creatives these days. Have you got other stories or things you've learned that you'd really like to share with the audience as well? I think maybe you might have picked up well uh, during the conversation. I'm someone who loves learning. I'm a believer of learning every day. So I believe life is all about putting yourself out there and learning. The mantra is learn, 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 and learn. If you want to move forward in life, you have to be open to learning. It doesn't matter what field it doesn't matter what area you're going to find yourself in. But when you're willing to learn, you'll just find yourself moving along swiftly. And sometimes you are surprised at what places you find yourself at. Yeah, just learning. Basically, putting yourself in a learning position. Learning and learning and learning and learning. Yeah, that's that's just a mantra. Yeah, it sounds like that's a really important mantra to you. And it sounds like you do a great deal why where did that come from and how do you manage so when i enrolled for accelerate leads ibm experience i actually didn't know much about it i just decided okay let me try this out i went and funny enough i was the only student from the school of arts the rest were from political and were from computer science school of sciences school of medicine so i was the only one from the school of arts and social sciences so i really felt out of place and at some point i almost gave up so i decided okay why don't i put myself at a position where i don't know anything the same way i joined campus not knowing anything let me just put myself in here and blend in. Before guys knew I was actually a graphic designer, I joined the um, data analysis team. So I was basically doing the research, analyzing data. So I ended up learning Python, SPSS, and those data learning tools. Then after a while, I realized someone came across my CV. Then they asked me, you actually a graphic designer? Then I said, yes, I am a graphic designer. So I was thrown to the graphic design team because the graphic designer was only one. So I joined him and we were the two of us. Then later on, I was uh, recognized as the best student of the cohort. That's when I realized I sat down and I asked myself, I'm the only one from the School of Arts. I almost gave up. Actually, I just left the place and I told myself, no, I'm not going back to that place. Then someone just called me and told me, no, it doesn't matter. You just come back. You're actually doing well. So being recognized as the best student of the cohort really made me realize it's just not about where you are coming from. But when you put yourself in that position that you want to learn, you're going to go far. Yeah. So that's when my learn, 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 learn clicked. That's, I think, great life advice. How do you keep up? It might sound to people like you do so much. How can I do so much? Mm -hmm. Is it just your drive or there's a particular way that works for you of organizing yourself or maybe prioritizing the thing you're, you're doing right now? It's all about also prioritizing. I always have a list of things that I want to achieve. So I start from the most important to the list. I won't say the least important. So I prioritize. I know this is what I'm going to do today. This is what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm always keeping in mind every day I have to learn something new. But how am I going to do it? I have to analyze my day first. And I analyze my day 
after. So whenever before I go to sleep, I ask myself, what did you achieve today? What did you learn today? So what are we prioritizing next time? Where did we go wrong? How can we improve the experience? It's all about talking to myself and just telling myself to put myself out there. But at the same time, even prioritizing my well-being, because at some point I didn't prioritize my well-being and I ended up with a serious burnout. Burnouts are really are not really the best experience anyone can have. So after that burnout, I realized, yeah, priority. Well, let me prioritize myself my well-being. Mm -hmm. Then after that, look at your career. Where are you going at? Where are we at? And also having that vision board. And also I have these sessions where I ask myself, what is working for you? What is not working? Where should we improve? What is it that we can put aside? What are we looking to put aside? What is not helping you? Oh, really great advice. That's the thing I'm taking away from this is definitely about learning, about doing more things outside of your comfort zone as well. Are there new things you're planning for this year or that you'd like to share? For this year, I'm looking at getting into content creation. <laughs> and also I'm looking forward to maybe at some point, if this God willing, and I'm praying so hard, travel outside Kenya, go somewhere and just, yeah, just anywhere outside Kenya, just learn culture, just understand how do these people work? How do they operate? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Travel is one of the best ways to learn about the world I found and try to understand people and empathize and improve as a person. So highly recommended for sure. Yeah. Have you got any, any places particular you'd love to go? Yeah. Yeah. Nigeria, South Africa, Uga Uganda. <laughs> My first one is South Africa. Then second in list is Uganda, then Nigeria, then this beautiful island, Seychelles. <laughs> Uh, Seychelles, I can imagine. I've seen pictures. Then um, seen. outside Africa, I've heard stories about Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Then outside Africa, I'm actually looking at Canada and yeah, and also Britain, they really have an interesting accent. And I just, okay, I really want to hear you guys speak. And also on the internet, sometimes you see people making fun of them. But you think you know how to speak really fluent English until you meet the Britons. Uh, I, I guess. I, I get to have the perspective yeah. of, I was actually born in Poland. So until the age of six, seven, I didn't speak English. And then I moved to the UK. So that's how I learned it. Also, my accent has changed so many times depending on where I've lived or where I've been moving around and who I'm hanging out with your accent always changes so I've realized my accent now is probably more of a neutral British than it was of a South London person before so yeah but Kenyans know English better than most Brits a lot of the time two more quick questions then we, wow. we, we, <laughs> i didn't know that <laughs> yeah for sure so two more quick questions the first one we like to ask because we're really interested in culture mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you've got such a fascinating name what's the story of mary siana mm -hmm. what's the story of your name ah uh, my name <laughs> That's interesting. I was actually named after my aunt. Basically, I don't know the meaning of my name. <laughs> my family's religion is Catholic. So I was named after my aunt. And funny enough, my grandmother, 
had so many Marys. <laughs> so there was Marysiana, there was Mary Goretti, there was Mary. I think all her daughters had a Mary in it. So I don't know the meaning of my name. Okay. <laughs> but um, my tribe, I come, I come from the western side of Kenya. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, from Viga County. Um, what else? I am a Maragoli. My clan, my clan is um, Abagusi, Abagusui. So, for basically, the history of Abagusui is the Abagusui are actually kisses who are assimilated into becoming the Maragolis. So, yeah. Hmm. Uh- I, I mean, I'd love to know more. Yeah. So Adema, Adema any, is a family name. Have you got any traditional so practices like, that are really interesting that other, uh, even other Kenyans might be interested in hearing? Any traditional practices that we might not be familiar with? Yeah. So the the familiar one most is Luya's love ugali. Yeah. The <laughs> and tea. I'm actually having a cup of tea, and it's really hot outside. <laughs> Stabilizing temperature. <laughs> Good. Okay. So yeah, it doesn't matter even even if it's really burning outside, you'll go into your house and you'll get yourself a cup of tea. Yeah, just tea addicts. So culture, culture, culture. When do I start with? So dowry, for example, a man is supposed to give almost twelve cows to the wife's family. If the wife dies and the man had not given out the dowry officially this woman would not be buried in her husband's place. Her family will have to take her body and go bury it at her ancestral home. So the man has to give out the dowry. So that's the interesting bit of it. What else? So we have this myth that when you're walking, then a cat crosses your path, you're going to experience bad luck. That's a belief. I don't know how true that is. I've never been crossed by by a cat. There's also another belief that if a hen crosses your path, you're going to experience bad luck. And when you're having chicken, gizzards are reserved for the men, not for the women. Women are not supposed to eat gizzards. Okay, interesting. I've heard the cat mm-hmm. one before. I've maybe heard the gizzards one, or I heard mm-hmm. that it was the neck that was usually yeah. reserved. Wonderful. This is really awesome. You have the spill out, yeah? That's yours? The spill out? Mm-hmm. Is that yours? Yeah. I just started it uh, two weeks ago, the Spill Out podcast. You've got three episodes out right now. So tell me what it's about. What drove you to start it? Before I started the podcast, I had this, let me call it a one-on-one meeting with myself. And I realized I have a lot to share. And I'm a believer of before you die, you have to share something with the world. It doesn't matter what you're going to share, whether it's your food or your knowledge. I told myself, what if I just start out a podcast? And then a friend of mine, Ingrid Awar, at some point said something about me. And I just sat down and realized she was actually right. I have a lot to offer. And I can't just sit down and shove it away. I have to put it out there because I'm this type of person who just loves speaking out their mind. And I realized, why don't I have something where I can have anyone or anybody come in and just speak out their mind? That's why the word spill out. Just speak your mind. Peel out everything that is 
deep within you. Everyone has a story. So the question is, what's your story? Love it. And I hope people tune into that and I hope we'll get more episodes and more people's stories and spilling out on that as well. So thank you so much. Where should people contact you? What should they contact you about? And where should they find you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, any question, someone can just ask me any question. So they can reach me out through my email address, mericianaadema at gmail.com. Then also you can DM me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is siana underscore Lugasi. Then also DM me on LinkedIn, Mirisiana Adema. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's been an awesome time having you on and learning about learning. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for having me. If you have any ideas for episodes we should do, people we should host on the show, please let us know. We're really, really interested in hearing your thoughts. And if you've made it this far, a review would mean so much to us as well on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Or even a recommendation to one of your friends or through a tweet. We hope to get these stories out there to more people. I'm Adrian Jankowiak. This episode was edited by David Kengori with music by Ngala and Mercy Barno. Thank you for tuning in to Africa Design.